0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome to the Friday edition of Brutal Nation, which happens to be my favorite day, because it's Freaky Fetish Friday. Yes! Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. We just now talked about nipple tassels a whole lot (laughs) between uh, episodes and... I feel good. I feel good. I really do. It's good. Might have to masturbate a little bit over here because you're breathing heavy in my ear. It's hot. (laughs) Very hot. All right, sweetheart. This is all you. Take her away.
1: All right. So we're going to talk about Paul Denyer today. Uh, Paul Charles Denyer was born on the fourteenth of April, nineteen seventy-two. To oh, this is another crazy Australian, by the way. I'm going to point out. Yeah,
0: all the weird, weird shit seriously comes out of either Germany or Australia.
1: Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, I've I've discovered, um, we have like, because I love uh, like Discovery Plus and Investigate Discovery and all those kinds of channels, and they have one there, and it's called Stan. I don't know why, but we end up doing so many Australians, and I'm like, maybe I should uh, start paying to stream that too, because... They have a brand new, brand new, like two-hour thing about this guy that I cannot get anywhere because I don't have a VPN from Australia.
0: Ah, shitty, Mm -hmm. man. I'll tell you what is on the Paramount channel, though. Hmm. And I'm buying Paramount just for it. You ready for this? Beavis and Butthead do the universe.
1: Oh, I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I still have to sign up for that because I want to watch. I'm a huge Beavis and Butthead fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm I, I'm not I'm just not a mature dude, you know.
1: Nobody here is. <laughs> this, this is why tr- we're friends.
0: <laughs> this is true. So why you sitting over there, buck ass naked?
1: <laughs> feel free to talk about except Paul. for my tassels.
0: Except for your tassels, sexy mama. Now shake him for me.
1: <laughs> so, Paul Charles Denyer was born on April fourteenth, nineteen seventy-two, to British immigrant parents, Anthony and Maureen Denyer, in Campbelltown. Yeah, Campbelltown. Yeah, you got that one right. Yeah, New South Wales, an outer suburb of Sydney.
0: We should know that by heart because we do a lot out of New South Wales.
1: Yeah. His parents had immigrated to Australia in 1965 before moving to Adelaide in 1981. The family, now including five sons and a daughter, then relocated to Melbourne. Uh, Denyer then reportedly had difficulty fitting in with the other kids in his new town, which led to problems at school and self-confidence issues, which is, I need to add in there, that were worsened by significant weight gain during his teen years.
0: Uh, See, right now I feel bad for Paul, because seriously, teenagers are fucking assholes. Like, truly, and you gain a little bit of weight,
1: why is that in all caps?
0: Because <laughs> you're yelling
1: Issues!
0: At me. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> oh my god! Are you my third ex wife? <laughs> hey, if you play your cards right. I could right, be your
1: sixth!
0: <laughs> if you play your cards right, give me my sixth baby.
1: Okay. <laughs> I promise you bad decisions and mediocre sex. Is that good <laughs> enough? Yeah. Well, it's what I've spent all my life before, you know, last year doing. So perfect. Then you, yeah, hey, yeah. you're already used to it. You're already acclimated. Right. It's a yeah. right yeah. there. Uh, at age eleven. He slashed the throat of his sister's teddy bear and uh, cut the throat of the family cat before hanging it in a tree, which is some classic serial killer <laughs> oh behavior. God. There,
0: I don't know what I'm more offended at. Like, uh, you shouldn't be hurting cats.
1: No, but
0: he cut the throat of a fucking. What teddy did that teddy
1: bear, bear ever do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: For real, man. Like,
1: uh, if
0: so, okay, I have got a couple of stuffed bears and things in my closet that have been given to me as gifts. Right. If somebody cut the throat to one of my teddy bears, I think that would be pretty close to pissing me off as much as somebody hurt my cat.
1: Yeah. I'm like, well, pretty like, close. I have a, a decent collection of Squishmallows because what, they're so... What the hell is a Look up Squishmallows. They are the perfect squish and they're like minky on the outside. I'm all about texture. <laughs> It is the you softest just thing. Me,
0: just keep leading me down this road of <laughs> nakedness and porn. I'm yes. just saying.
1: <laughs> but if I came home and someone had had ripped those up, I would be livid. Yeah. But it gets it gets better. One day at school, Paul suddenly assaulted a fellow student who was chewing on a pen, causing the pen to become lodged in the other child's throat. Fuck me running. Between the ages of 13 and 15, Paul had a series of run-ins with the law. Two incidents uh, involved theft, including the theft of a car. And other incidents, another... What was I doing when I was typing this? He made a false... <laughs> oh,
0: you were thinking of me in the yeah. sexual- Oh my god, it's going to be just... Vanilla mediocre sex. I'm so <laughs> oh turned on. Oh God, over I you. can't wait. I can't wait. That's so hot. Wait a minute. You're gonna stop two minutes into it and say goodnight? A oh, perfect God day, I mean, How can you arouse the girl any more than that? <laughs> I'll
1: bring Christ. my ma- my magic wand with me.
0: Ooh, wait a minute. Where are you gonna put it? Now I'm on concerned. me. If oh. you're
1: done oh. after two minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought for a minute you're gonna ma- magic wand my back doors. I step here. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. <gasps>
1: Uh, He made a false report to the fire brigade causing willful damage, caused willful damage, and forced a boy to masturbate in front of of the other children at school. Don't we all do that? Oh, no, no, I'm
0: masturbating in front of other people. You know what? (laughs) I'm not allowed at the high school anymore. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, that's no Scott.
1: In the infamous interview with police, he recalled having an urge to kill from the age of 14. As he grew to adulthood, he was never able to keep a job. He ended up failing, <laughs> failing the physical for the Melbourne Police Department. It's a good thing he did because he would have been much harder to catch had he actually become a police officer.
0: Dude, I put in squish and it automatically came up with squish like Oh, because they're like,
1: fucking awesome. There's like
0: a squishmallow squad and a whole I have cycle. I have the cinnamon
1: the cinnamon bun is my newest one that I acquired. I and it's a that. big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got the owl and I have the stingray. There's a little like multicolored piggy one here. Yes. Like
0: like this one this this one here.
1: Yes. That was freaking badass. they yes. Oh, just wait. I've now, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> I have a new fetish. Yep.
1: I'm going to hump them. They're so, I'm, rule 34. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> there is porn for that. Oh, yes. Uh.
0: <laughs> now I have to look up if there's squishmallow porn.
1: <laughs> um, his final employer suspected him of having slaughtered and dismembered two goats housed in a paddock next door, which is why he got fired from that nice. job. Yeah. Oh,
0: fucking psycho, man.
1: Meanwhile, his live-in girlfriend, yes, you heard me right, he actually had a girlfriend, uh, Sharon Johnson worked two phone jobs to support them both, and this was when he was about 20, 21. Uh, it was during this time that Denyer secretly embarked on a campaign of terror in their town of Frankston. He broke into the apartment of a neighbor while she was away and slashed her clothes and engagement pictures. Uh, And then he he was a peeping Tom. He peeped into the window of another woman. And then in February of 1993, the malicious mischief escalated. Denyer entered a nearby apartment where Donna, a friend to him and his girlfriend, lived with her fiancé, Les, and their new baby. Denyer then proceeded to slaughter and disembowel the couple's pet cat, ripped out its eyes, and spread its entrails around the apartment. Of
0: course, because after you kill something, that's what you do with its entrails. Right. It's, it's, that's rule 14.
1: He sprayed cat's blood everywhere, including on walls and in a laundry basket filled with baby clothes, and scrawled in blood the phrases, Dead Don" and Donna, You're Dead. He then slit the throats of the cat's two kittens and left them to bleed out in the baby's bath that was filled with water. Piece of shit.
0: No shit, man. What a dick.
1: Opening every drawer, he pulled out clothes, cut them up, and threw them everywhere. Cupboard doors were completely destroyed. Photos of centerfold pinups seized from Les's collection were slashed, one pinup photo was placed atop the corpse of the mother cat, while another was laid across the crib of the couple's infant, which is even more disturbing than the cat. Um, he used shaving cream to write "Donna and Robin" on the mirror of a dressing table. Robin, a near stranger to Donna, had lived temporarily with Donna's sister Trisha, another friend of Denyer and his girlfriend. Um,
0: I got to show you something.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: You can't unseat this shit. This is what I what, what I got when I put oh. it Life-size Squishmallow.
1: Oh, goddamn. <laughs> that's what I got. You're welcome. I imagine that's what a o' taco <laughs> looks like. Oh, <God> it. <laughs> Oh, you're a dick. That's what you get. You showed it to yeah, me. Fucking
0: diet. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's
1: just too much. <sighs> All in a day's work. Uh, following the incident, Denyer acted like he had no idea who would have done such a horrible thing and then actually had the gall to assure Donna she would be safe and promised to personally handle the creep whenever he was caught
0: With a you squatch or taco.
1: Yeah, so he's gonna catch him. It's like a it's a wide net. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so wide. On the rainy evening of June 11th, 1993, the actual killing started. Mr. Denyer grabbed 18-year-old Elizabeth Stevens, who had moved from Tasmania to Melbourne to study at uh, TAFE University when she was getting off of the bus after a late afternoon studying at the university library. Living in on Patterson Avenue... Lang Warren, with her aunt and uncle, she got off the stop on Craneborn Road on on Friday, June 11th. I was listening to really loud music when I was writing this, so that's kind of (laughs) obvious. Um,
0: So you want to scream it as you're doing it? Yeah. yeah. I
1: tell you as she had been expected home at around 8 p.m. her uncle started searching for her in his car at 10 p.m. and the police were notified around 11 around 1 a.m. sorry but little could be done given that the bad weather that day uh, pretending that the aluminum piping he held to the teen's neck was a gun Denyer warned that he would shoot her if she screamed or tried to run during the eventual police interrogation, Denyer recounted for arresting officers what had ensued after he forced the TAFE and a uh, New South Wales student into Lloyd Park. Quote, I held the gun to the back of her neck, walked across the track over towards the other small sand hill or something, and on the other side of that hill, she asked me if she could, you know, go to the toilet, so to speak. So I respected her privacy. So I turned around and everything while she did it and everything. That's when I would have run, personally. But, uh, that's um, what I'm thinking. i like,
0: I'm out of here, motherfucker. Fuck
1: you, yeah. When she finished, we just walked down towards where the goalposts are and we turned right and headed towards the area where she was found. I started choking her with my hands, and she passed out after a while. You know, the oxygen got cut off to her head, and she just stopped. Is that what happens? <laughs> um. And then I pulled out the knife and stabbed her many times in the throat. And she was still alive. And then she stood up. And then we walked around and all that, just walking around a few steps, and then I threw her on the ground and stuck my foot over her neck to finish her off.
0: What the fuck? Like, for real, man. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm confused at his confession.
1: His his <coughs> speech flow is weird. Yeah. Uh, Very. So I'm just, I'm trying to Kinda process Kind of stilted. <laughs> A little bit. Um, Talking about the one who hates women. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the one who hates women.
1: The one who We don't know that yet. Okay. Don't say that yet. They
0: ruined the episode for me, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the murderer undressed the teen's lifeless body from the waist up and used a homemade knife to carve a zigzag pattern into her chest. He then dragged her body to a drain and left her there like a common piece of trash. <laughs> the next morning, a man found her partially concealed body in Lloyd Park Reserve. On July 8th, nearly a month later... Denyer spotted Rosa Toth, a 41-year-old bank teller, as she walked home from work after getting off the train at Seaford Rail Station. Around 5.50 p.m., as she walked past Seaford North Reserve, she noticed a man loitering near the bathrooms and was attacked shortly after passing him. Warning that he had a gun, Denyer tried to force her into the park, but she wasn't having it. In the struggle, the suspect ripped out clumps of her hair and tore her clothes, but she fought like hell, repeatedly biting his finger to the bone. After successfully fighting him off, Toth ran to the road and flagged down a passing car. That same night, the second murder victim, 22 year old Deborah Freem, who lived near Cananook Station, Seaford, was abducted in her car in the early evening. She had left her 12-day-old son at home with a male friend when she went out at 7 p.m. on a short trip to buy some milk for dinner. 12-day-old kid, and you, you killed her. Yeah. Yeah. man. Uh, Denyer entered the vehicle and hid in the back seat because she left the doors unlocked. He could see her inside the store from the car, When Freem returned from the store, he waited for her to start the car and back out of the parking spot before he tried to take control of the car. Uh, She hit the gas when she was trying to fight Denyer off and ran into the brick wall of another building. At this point, Freem was unconscious, having hit the steering wheel on impact, so it was pretty easy to push her into the passenger seat so he could drive away. By 8 p.m., When she still had not returned, Freem's friend called her boyfriend, the police, and the local hospital looking for information about her whereabouts and if there was possibly an accident. The friend and boyfriend drove around trying to locate her, then reported her missing at Frankston Police Station. On the afternoon of Monday... The 12th of July, a farmer found Freem's partially covered body on Taylor's Road, Carham Downs. Like Stevens, she had been strangled, savage, savagely slashed, and her throat cut. Denyer had stabbed her a total of 24 times. On Friday, July 30th, the third and final victim, 17-year-old student Natalie Russell, was attacked while walking home from John Paul College. At the time, there was media speculation about the other two victims, heightened public fear and warnings from her school to to be careful. Um, Nonetheless, Russell took her usual shortcut home to Frankston North via a fenced walkway now called Nat's Track in her memory, which passes between two golf courses on Sky Road. Sorry, I needed a drink. Prior to this happening at 2.30 p.m., a postal worker noticed a man in a yellow Toyota Corona parked across the street from the track. He was slumped down in the seat. (laughs) Not the coronavirus, and it's not a Corolla. You sure? I'm positive. I think he
0: has the Rona. (laughs) He's patient zero.
1: (laughs) Yes. From China. He was slumped down in the seat like he was trying to hide and using binoculars. As she stopped at a house to call the police, she noticed Russell approaching the track alone, uh, observed by the suspicious man, who then ran up the track after her. A passing police officer also spotted the car. Observing that the vehicle had no license plates, the officer recorded its registration number... (coughs) Police learned that a vehicle matching the same description had been seen in the vicinity of the location in which Ms. Freeman's body was discovered. Police traced the car's registration, which led them to Paul Denier. By 8 p.m., Russell was reported missing to Frankston Police Station, and a police search soon found her body. She had been dragged from the path through a large hole in a wire fence, reference in a wire fence into adjacent scrub she had died in a similar manner to the others but during the attack she had put up a considerable fight which assisted investigators due to dna evidence finally being available at the scene specifically a one inch strip of skin that she had shredded off of his hand during trying to fight him off All of this happened in the middle of the afternoon in broad daylight, I might add. (laughs) Jesus. This was not in the middle of the night. Yeah. Police became involved with the case after the incidents at Denyer's block of units where the first slasher break in occurred, and at Vane's unit in February of 1993. The murder of Stevens was uh, the first incident to attract a large investigation, as did the di- disappearance of uh, Freem when a search was organized and scuba divers examined the Cananook Creek. No external forensic evidence was found at the Stevens scene, and no witnesses came forward. With Debbie Freem, again, no for- f- foreign forensic evidence was found at the scene, Due to all the rain and bad weather, but witnesses later recalled her car, a gray Nissan Pulsar, had been seen driving erratically and flashing its high beam lights. Her car was found by police the next day, at nearby Madden Street, and forensics found traces of Freem's blood inside, alongside a new dent in the front where she had run into the brick wall. that the-
0: do that. Dent- the car's dent when you run into the walls.
1: Yeah, usually. <laughs> and the driver's seat pushed back as if a much larger person had been driving than freem. Denyer later explained how at the store freem had left her car unlocked and she had climbed into the he had climbed into the back seat and threatened her with the gun shortly after she drove from the store. After the second attack and with toth's description she described her attacker as 18 to 20 years old roughly Five foot ten with a round face and blue eyes, police drew up a profile of the suspect, a male, likely unemployed or with a menial job, likely a local resident, aged eighteen to twenty four average looking and living alone. Somehow amazingly, he had a girlfriend. Detectives visited his small unit at one eight six Frankston. Danadong Danadong Road Seaford uh, the afternoon of the 31st of July a unit shared with like I mentioned his girlfriend and next door to Donna Vane's sister while his whereabouts during these incidents was being looked into he admitted to being in the vicinity of the Freem and Russell murders at the time He was then taken to Frankston Police Station, and his videoed interview commenced at 9.20 p.m. He was unable to adequately explain the cuts and scratches the officers noticed, and also admitted being in the vicinity of the Stevens attack. Not very good. Not not good alibis here. None. Hey, this has been
0: the week of dumbasses. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Every single yeah. one of them was like, yeah. oh, my God. This one's another retard. This guy's dumb as shit. Probably has a seventh grade education.
1: Yeah. I was there. I mean, I was totally around there, but I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he agreed to have his DNA collected, and early on August 1st, suspecting that the police had DNA evidence, and after 1,500 questions... He admitted to the murder, the Toth assault, and slasher break-ins.
0: Well, at least he made him, you know, kind of drag it out a little bit. A little bit. bit, yeah. Not like some of them, they, did you kill these women? You caught me. That busted that, I did
1: it, yep. Fuck,
0: how did you ever know? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we just asked. We had, just, We really didn't even think you were a suspect yeah. until now.
1: Video of the police interrogation following Denyard's arrest show him laughing when asked, were you responsible for the deaths of these women? Can you explain why we have women victims? An officer inquired. Oh, Denyer replied, "I just hate them. <laughs> Simple." The officer. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's a good reason, actually.
0: I mean, he didn't use some lame excuse like it was because of my childhood. Yeah. Or, he was like, "I just fucking hate them." I have a mental problem. I look, man. I just fucking hate women. Yeah. That's, just, that's my whole reason right there.
1: The officer responded, "I beg your pardon." To which Denyer reiterated, I hate them. The officer asked, those particular girls or women in general? Denyer told the officer, yeah, just in general. (laughs) Denyer additionally revealed, I've always wanted to kill, waiting for the right time, waiting for that silent alarm to trigger me off. Denyer was charged with three murder counts and one of abduction charges to which he later later pled guilty and uh, did not contest. Psychologists and experts examined Denier, noting a lack of emotion regarding the crimes, a single-minded desire to kill, and the unusual randomness by which victims were chosen, uh, but did conclude that he was sane. During examination, he also admitted being influenced by the 1987 film The Stepfather. (laughs) Of all... horror horror movies to be
0: influenced by.
1: I've seen one and two. I think
0: that there's a third one, but I've seen one and two.
1: Yeah. Uh, And this I didn't actually know, which is loosely based on the life of mass murderer John List. Oh,
0: no, I didn't know that either.
1: Yeah. Hmm. On the 20th of December, 1993, after four days of hearings, he was sentenced in Melbourne's Supreme Court to three consecutive sentences of life imprisonment with no parole. On the 31st of December, however, Denyer lodged an appeal, which was heard in July of 1994, granting him a non-parole period of only 30 years. So he would be eligible after 30 years.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's a good idea there, Australia. I'm just saying, I'm not a lawyer or a judge, but that just doesn't sound wise. In my opinion, yeah. In my opinion, that just doesn't seem like a wise choice. (laughs)
1: Denyer was sent initially to H.M. Prison Barwon and is currently at Port Phillip Prison. So now here's the here's the twist to the story. <laughs> in 2003, after 10 years in prison, Paul Denyer started identifying as Paula Denyer and came out as transgender.
0: All right, Venus with a penis. Go for it.
1: <laughs> All of this hate for women, but now he wanted to be one. So my side note was... Being a part of the whole LGBTQIA plus, wait a minute, What the hell is the T uh, Q, what, What's I A? Intersexed, and um, I believe aggressive, asexual. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: that is too many fucking letters. How about just
1: part of the gay community? Yeah, yeah. Be, <laughs> I'm being that makes more sense. To Q me. is is for queer. We know that, but, like, so, but way <laughs> too many fucking.
0: Being part of the LGBT uh,
1: being, being under the umbrella, being under the
0: D Y N M O <laughs> P community—that's just too many fucking letters. Man. I would agree, but <laughs> look, man, if you're gay, you're gay. You don't need acronyms and shit like that. Just say, "Hey, man, I'm gay." I mean, hey, well, cool. but there's
1: lots. There's, it, it's not just gay. Okay, then man. it would just be G. <laughs> okay,
0: fine. I'm gay or I'm transgender. I'd be like, yeah, go for it, man. Or I'm, um, you know, whatever your sexual preference is. Right. This that, that's just way too much for a community. The man.
1: the umbrella. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah uh, that, under
1: the rainbow umbrella.
0: That would work perfect. I fit under the rainbow umbrella. I'm right. Like, Fuck, dude. I know what you're about. Yes. Cool. High five that shit. Because I, I honestly, I, as, much, as many jokes to me, I got nothing against anybody's sexual. Right, yeah, is, like, and that's seriously. what I'm
1: saying, like, I, I have absolutely no problem with, and in, I'm in complete support of trans individuals.
0: Right, you know, the, the only point where I draw the line is, like, when people go, my five-year-old is going to identify as a girl, and he's a boy, your, your five-year-old's fucking five, let them grow up a little bit and figure out what the fuck they are. That's before
1: you start medication.
0: Yeah, before you start giving them yeah. hormones and shit like that. I mean, at five years old, I thought I was an astronaut, and obviously... Here I am at forty-eight. What am I? <laughs> not doing? an astronaut. I'm not a fucking astronaut. <laughs> or a <chemical> astronaut. <laughs> well, I was definitely a chemical astronaut because I've done a lot oh, of chemicals, man. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dying over here. <laughs> I can see how uh, you know one might harbor anger towards a population that they feel they should have originally been a part of, but not to the extent of killing members of said population.
0: Well, wait a minute. What about Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs? Maybe he uh, secretly wanted to make a uh, woman's suit. But you fuck me? Well, he me. did.
1: We know he did. But you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck, I'd me. fuck <laughs> me. I'd fuck me.
0: I'd fuck me so hard.
1: It was a lotion in a fucking basket.
0: That is one of my favorite That's It's iconic, but I also <laughs> love that because the actor who plays that is so conditioned. He is. Especially about he's about a
1: size 14.
0: <laughs> well, when, when he's all calm, he's like, It puts the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a little frustrated. It puts the lotion in the basket. And she talks to Put the lotion in the basket! <laughs> And it gives us dog fucking French kisses. That's, that's well, convincing. Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at going. No, this is a psycho ass motherfucker. Yes, <laughs> that's, you're not just reading lines, dude. You're living life there. <laughs>
1: I'm a little scared of you, buddy. So the the prison denied Denyer's request to wear women's clothing and makeup. Um, they also denied the request for a state funded sexual reassignment surgery and a legal name change. Why he'd be
0: popular in prison. <laughs>
1: He would be in being housed alone.
0: No, <laughs> oh, he needs company.
1: This again. Date night. Yeah, garnered Denier media attention because they, and I'm gonna say they, for the sake of possible misgendering at that moment, went to the press to try and gain support for trans prisoners. Not the ideal poster child for a movement. I'm gonna agree with that. A lot that. like Caitlyn Jenner is a horrible. Yeah, y- y'all might want
0: to pick yeah. different people to kind of stand behind. Like, with this doofus right here, maybe you go with somebody who's not quite so stabbity with the ladies. Yeah. You know, maybe they're in prison because they are a bank robber. Right. Or they're in prison But not for
1: murdering women.
0: women. Not for murdering <laughs> women. Go with something a little less, you know. Oh, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. Just don't even get me started on I... that. Goddamn. Just yeah. fuck.
1: Having been married to a trans woman for over a decade— I can tell you how much trans women do not like Caitlyn Jenner, but I that's a whole that. other like for show.
0: <laughs> it's really weird because like when Caitlyn Jenner came out as like, I'm trans, you know, um, which you know I still think it's Bruce, but okay, um, you know, everybody's like, she's so strong, da, da. and now all, all my friends that are gay or trans sit there and go, "Fuck that bitch." <laughs>
1: Caitlyn Jenner had a shitload of money. To, to take care of every possible surgery she could ever need, and is a and I'm going to point this out because it goes it's like voting against your own best interest, is a conservative Republican.
0: Oh, now she gets points because... Uh,
1: yes, but they do not <laughs> generally...
0: No. Yeah, no it, it makes no sense. You, you know. know. Cause, cause we've talked about our our politics before because yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm a Republican with some definitely some liberal liberal views. You can't be a conservative Republican and sit there and go, But I'm a tranny. No, you can't. Because that's kind of the core foundation of the super conservative Republicans. Exactly. That like, oh, that's well, what I'm saying. Know, nobody should get an abortion. Everybody needs to worship Jesus. Yeah. And uh, then being gay is just terrible. Now we're all on our way to, you know, the Westboro Baptist Church. Right, so, you know, type of shit, and here's Caitlyn. So Jenner. I don't know
1: why you would identify with that side of politics.
0: <laughs> uh, I think I know why. It's 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 attention. It's it's. You, oh yeah, you get tons of attention from that because remember, all publicity is good.
1: All publicity is good publicity. Yes.
0: All publicity is good publicity. Right. Until you pee on underage girls, ah. <laughs> then maybe not so much. Then
1: it's bad.
0: it's <laughs> And that's, that's that's really funny. You hear that, R. Kelly? That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. Don't, don't pee on people, man. <laughs> Unless you pay extra for it. Have port. consent.
1: There are people who want to be peed on. Yeah, just, go to
0: Thailand, man. You got to pay a little extra for it, but they'll let you do, do it. do that
1: with people who are into that. No, no, totally. <laughs> who totally are totally.
0: of age. I going to say, of age, man. Don't go around, how old are you, 15? Let me pee on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Against your will.
1: But uh, as of late last year, or early this year, Paula reverted back to identifying as Paul. So the efficacy of of transgenderism here has been in question. A lot of people, especially legal teams, believe it's because it's just one more way for him to get attention because that's what he wanted in the first place which is why he was like, yeah, I did it and here let me tell you exactly what happened every moment of everything. Like He was very specific in his interview. And he he fifteen hundred questions because he wanted it to go on as long as possible because then he was the center of attention.
0: That's another running theme for this week, those people who are, who want to feel empowered.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Wow. I we we didn't even plan this. This is I know. Three or four different themes running this week and nobody planned this shit out. <laughs> it's weird. We're all starting to think like each other. That's fucked up. <laughs> soon, you're going to be calling me, going, Hey, Scott, so I'm getting a Les Paul, and I'm thinking about this <laughs> yeah. setup right here.
1: Yeah. I mean, holy there fuck. Are
0: two, there are two guitars that Already? Yeah. No oh, shit. I didn't even fucking know. Oh, I didn't know that Ellie had her guitar in the door. Oh, sweet. Well, fuck, man. We've got to bring those suckers over and give them a little workout. Anyway, go for it.
1: So, as I mentioned above, Denyer would be eligible for parole after 30 years. And that is next year. All of the families of the victims and most of Australia are adamantly opposed to this. (laughs) There's been a petition circulated that has thousands of signatures to keep Denyer behind bars indefinitely because there is a strong belief that a now 50-year-old Denyer would indeed kill again.
0: Hold on a hold. Hey, Paul, if you dress up like Paula for me, I might have a job for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've never tried that kink before. Don't judge me. <laughs> Maybe I'll be part of the LGB, LMNOP Umbrella, Rainbow, Pony Fart Society. I don't fucking
1: know. Oh, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
0: now I've offended all the uh, all, the, all the people in the LGBTQ. <laughs> I, A. I, whatever A. Whatever plus, plus. yes Plus. Whatever the hell they identify as. Artificial intelligence? <laughs> <Yes>. Not AI. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, there's been no evidence of rehabilitation or even any remorse on Denyer's part. So, I don't see parole happening, but stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, he might get out and go, okay, I no longer hate women anymore. got attention. But, I think there's a goddamn good chance. Yeah,
1: I think so. And that's why, um, like I was saying, I don't think I was saying it when we were recording, but they've done a big... Like, 30 years later, big two-hour-long documentary that I cannot get my hands on. It just came out about this and about, you know, how the families are still torn apart by this and towns are still afraid of this guy, so.
0: Well, I would be, too, because you, you have different things working here psychologically. Yeah. You have the, uh, the, 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 his need for self-fulfillment and to, to feel accepted or at least get attention.
1: Right, but you also
0: have thirty years of behavioral conditioning. Yeah, so you're in prison, and I'm pretty sure you're not the baddest ass in there. No, so you're you're subjected to more violence. I would think. I've never been inside of a prison. I've I would never, imagine. Yeah, I've, i well, I've never been an inmate in prison. Right, I've gone to prisons before and visited, but uh, um, and I've certainly never been. I've never been to Australia or in their prisons, but I would assume that you're not the baddest dude in there. So you got 30 years of behavioral conditioning by by guards and by yeah. other inmates. Yep. Then you go for the I'm Paula. So that's gonna garden gardener you more negative attention. Yeah. And one thing that was never mentioned in all of this is that there was any kind of maybe counseling or something. Maybe there was counseling to try to kind of get his shit together. And with the no remorse? Yeah, no, fuck no. Keep yeah. this dude behind bars. He's an animal. Yeah. Keep this animal in a cage where he belongs. belongs. Yeah, so. I, I believe that some dangerous animals should roam free. Tigers, lions, bears, things like that. This dude here. Not so much. This dude here is a fucked up animal who should be in a cage indefinitely. And chain bars, yeah. Chain this dude up because you know what's going to happen when he gets out. He's going to kill, and whether it's another woman, a child, right. another guy, a transgender, we don't know. Who knows? But he's going to do something to get that
1: attention. Yeah, because they. <laughs> it is. It's like we were. St- you were talking about in in, what was that Tuesday's episode about the factor X yes like that is in him and it will never go away oh exactly exactly and so it's going to happen again so I'm definitely going to be checking back on this case I'm going to give an update on how the the parole hearings turn out for everyone I don't think he's going to get out I hope he doesn't but uh, I will let you know if he does
0: Yeah, please do. And how long
1: he lives after he gets out.
0: That's a fucking (laughs) public service announcement shit going on right there.
1: Fuck. Yeah.
0: All right, boys and girls. Remember, you can send us an email and tell me how great I am and how sexy Laura is. I am
1: a kitty cat.
0: You are a sexy kitty cat. (laughs) At BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us uh, check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com check us out on medium crime beat on medium and wherever you get your blogs just type in at twisted blue and we'll pop right up for you this shows copyright 2022 by twisted blue LLC all rights reserved we will see you guys next week have yourselves a great great weekend bye-bye bye